0: Another week has passed.
1: I'm a bit confused. Oh, hello, Victoria, by the way. Hello. I'm a bit bit confused because when you invited me to this, to record this, because obviously we do it remotely, we're in different places, everybody knows, um, it said it was episode 55, but it can't be episode 55 because we haven't been going for over a year.
0: I'm afraid this gets the no-one-cares jingle. Nobody Nobody
1: cares! Nobody cares! (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know how OCD I am about stuff like that.
0: <laughs> okay. Would you like to know what episode you, it really? is? You know why? Because we did an extra special, and we've released a couple of things. We've um, we've climaxed twice some weeks. <laughs>
1: well, we popped our cork twice.
0: Double climaxed.
1: <laughs> I mean, you mean we did a we did a really good, not very special. <laughs>
0: We did a really not very special, in fact, very shit week.
1: Yeah, anyway, we? you, you know that I obsess about numbers, you know, because I went to oh. university, as you know, and studied mathematics.
0: Did you? Yes, I did I not did. know that.
1: Yes, I haven't got a degree in it. I got booted out for non attendance Oh my lectures, God,
0: you're such but a I did. square.
1: <laughs> I'm not exactly proud of it. Did I'm... you
0: like my, uh, was that an Australian accent or a New Zealand one there? No. Hello. By um, the way, hello to our Australian friends, our Antipodean friends. You're number three on our listener list.
1: Oh, my old friend Jill lives in Australia. She lives near Perth. In fact, she's been putting face- photos on Facebook about
0: everyone loves yeah
1: beach time. Except her little I boy. Finish. Yeah. Her little boy nearly trod on a blue ringed octopus the other day. And you know that they are super super venomous.
0: I used to do that in London.
1: What <laughs> tread on octopuses? Tread hey on octopi. Ben. <laughs>
0: Ben, they love us Down Under.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might get you your own jingle, but that's only if you send us an email. Have we you got one over on them Down Under? At g- <laughs> you don't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. We should use that as the jingle when you don't let me finish. Well,
1: have you got one over on them Down Under? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were so pleased with that. You lambasted I, it through. I,
1: I'm going to say it again. I don't really think you're saying it all day. <laughs> I'm really happy with that. You know okay. that I like a good wordplay.
0: We are on episode 45. Oh, 45. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Gosh. Okay, so anyway, I'm. Um, who am I again? Yes, I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent. I also worked for 11 years at ITN, which was probably a lot more fun than the BBC, although there are some really nice people at the BBC. You're really starting to hate on the BBC. I'm not hating on the BBC at all. It's just that. Well, now I look, now, now I've, I've got a sense of perspective because I'm now more than a year out and I can sort of, you know, judge them against each other more effectively. You
0: were so indoctrinated. This is Ben, everyone, when he left the BBC. Ooh, I'll be back freelancing. And you seem to have completely forgotten about that.
1: God, yeah. I did, did, I, did I say that?
0: You actually I... said, you said that after you finished.
1: Did I seriously say I was going to go back freelance? Yeah,
0: because I asked you the other day and you were like, it, it was as if I said, like, the sky is pink. Actually, it is quite Jeez. pink tonight.
1: No yeah. fucking chance. Not a chance. Not a continue really? chance. Fuck's sake, no.
0: Their God. rates are quite good, though. Yeah,
1: OK, they pay. But, I mean, I don't need money. And fucking hell, I wouldn't go back and work there. Not
0: oh, my I mean, God. Hello, lovely I'm ben. People I don't need
1: money. Well, of course I need money. But I've got, I've got other employment now, as you know.
0: Ungainful.
1: Yeah, non, it's not very gainful, but it's, in, but it's enough to keep me in uh, bottles of Primitivo. <laughs> Primitivo, but only when they're on offer and I've got my club card with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that's you in a nutshell, isn't it, really? That's
1: totally me in a nutshell. Mr. On offer with his club card.
0: <laughs> I've now got I'm now a member of the Lidl squad. Oh no, you're not you? <laughs> you. see how upset I get if I don't have my phone with me to do my app.
1: Are you a little diddler? <laughs> I'm a fiddly, diddly diddly
0: It's so good. And then and then you've collected an update. Oh, we've no, oh, got like seventy-six P off. <laughs>
1: This is pathetic. Who who wants to listen to this
0: shit? (laughs) Okay, I'm Victoria. I'm ungainful. My surname is Mitzi, and that means I'm a Malteser, as well as everything else um, that this podcast entails. So podcaster, journalist, Nosy Parker, and woman of Plymouth. That's in Devon. That's in Devon before another person asks me... why why i moved to portsmouth from london
1: Uh, i bet you if you've got we've got any american listeners and you say i'm living in plymouth they say hey do you know my cousin in manchester because they think england is about i don't know the size of sort of a small midwestern town
0: but they should try that because you may well know their cousin in manchester or leicester
1: A Leicester.
0: I actually heard a true crime podcast with somebody yeah. pronouncing Leicester, and I was like, I thought it was a kind of myth that that happened, but she's actually a really good podcaster. She's Can I tell a- you
1: my Radio Trent story? And this actually involves an Australian, so it's got it's a double whammy story.
0: Yay, is, go Ben! When
1: I, so when I used to work at Radio Trent in Nottingham back in the nineties, that um, should be behind. a jingle.
0: <sighs> We,
1: we hired an Australian freelancer for a very short period. Um, and she was she was reading the news one weekend. And on weekends, you I Until also, Ben tried to touch her up. Oh, I didn't try to touch her
0: up. <laughs> in the Jimmy um, Savile
1: days. Of <laughs> the, the, the good old days.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you can ping people on the bottom.
1: Um, And she was reading the news on the weekend and it was like, because it was like a local radio station at the weekends, you kind of combine news. So Radio Trent in Nottingham was the head office and we do the news for Leicester as well and for Derbyshire. Derbyshire. And she, there was something that happened in Loughborough um, and she pronounced it Lugabaruga. And, <laughs> and a man has been killed in Lugabaruga. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's brilliant that's very good
1: okay. top 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 um, local mispronunciations the other the other great one is the veil vale of beaver which is spelled b-e-l-v-o-i-r and literally everybody who starts including me i have to say so hands up mayor culpa when they first ever read it if nobody's given them a heads up they they read it out as the Vale of belvoir
0: mayor who <laughs> Mayor culp I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, Ah, got you though. But that was the first thing you told me when I had a BBC interviews for jobs are called boards. Apparently it's affiliated to the old military structure of the BBC when I had to do one of their courses. Have you heard that?
1: Yes, I have heard that.
0: All right, well... I'm trying to um, forget it, but I heard it. Yeah, sorry about that. But... They are, they're notoriously difficult, actually, the boards at the BBC. But when I went for one at Leicester, that was the first thing you told me. I was like, anything I should know about Leicester? And you said, yeah, this is Beaver. And that's all I got out of you. You and your Beaver. We've gone from Susan Boyle's growler to Belvoir Beaver.
1: <laughs> so you have an interview, or sorry, a board. And the only thing the news editor wants to talk about is Beaver.
0: That was you who said that. I was like, anything I should know about Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and that actually came in useful because I went into the, the news booth to read a unpreviously previously read through bulletin, probably, and uh, and I had Beaver, spelt Belvoir, um, in the bulletin. So there you go. It was useful. They
1: threw that in to catch you out.
0: I didn't have Umpa Lumpa
1: <laughs> Or Lugabaruga.
0: Lugabaruga.
1: No.
0: Okay, what have we got today? We've got Oh Ben I had my name written all over this story. I was kidnapped, kept in a coffin for seven years and only let out to be raped and tortured. Why does that make you think of me?
1: <laughs> Why do you think it makes me think of you? <laughs> exactly. You know you love all that stuff. You'd love you'd love it if Fritzville had been your daddy.
0: I got to cut that one out. That's so inappropriate. As along with my along with my admittance last week that when I was being driven round by CID detectives, I was underage. It's, this is turning into We're getting a bit. We're getting tarred with a brush. Dear. I think that's
1: what, that's what's going to build our listeners. The saucy stuff
0: what the um sort of we should advertise i know you don't believe in advertising it's all organic <laughs> we should put word out on the dark web and get all the pedos listening to get our numbers up
1: <laughs> are we gonna put this in or take it
0: out if i knew actually if you know what the dark web, you, ben you know everything what is the dark web
1: um it's just like a sort of um, a different section of the internet that you can only get into with certain protocols and it's where you got of, into it Criminals. Uh, I haven't, um, but a colleague of mine at the BBC has done quite a bit of reporting on it.
0: That's amazing. What did he say or she say it was like?
1: He said it was dark, but (laughs) web-like.
0: Even I could get that out of a story.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just, so he, he's done loads of reporting on it. So, I mean, he's just sort of like, you know, you can go on there and you can, in theory, you can buy long lists of complete credit card numbers with names and addresses. And
0: <laughs> I hope you don't get that. mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be able to hell. nick anything if I did. <laughs> I'd be on like the kind of brown web. <laughs> Oh, dear, that's a whole different rabbit hole, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. Why, oh, why? Why, oh, why? (laughs) Yours disgruntled. (laughs) Anyway, so this story that's got your name all over it is... Oh, yeah, we're
0: running forward. Yeah, go on.
1: A young woman called Colleen Stan. Oh, we're not going
0: into it yet. We're talking about what we're
1: going to talk about. Oh, okay, sorry. Carry on.
0: Dennis Nielsen has uh, had an autobiography written by...
1: Dennis Nilsson. One His
0: only friend. His only no, friend. No, no, no,
1: no. Dr. Pettigrew has only done the introduction.
0: I know that, but Mark Austin oh. actually wrote it.
1: Mark Austin? Not TV's Mark Austin, my former colleague.
0: I don't think so. No, and it's not. I tell you, there are loads of Mark Austins. Wasn't he the first man yeah. on the moon or something
1: as well? <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Good try, though. <laughs>
0: No, Mark Austin is a famous hang on, he's a famous cartoon character or something. No,
1: you're thinking of Steve Austin was the oh. six million dollar man.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Fucking hell.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, come on, Mitch.
1: God, is this the worst word is this the world's worst ever podcast?
0: <laughs> Don't worry, I'll chop it down to three words and it'll be fine. <laughs> like, fuck off dark web or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, quite.
0: Okay, well it's about yeah, you're right. It is written by Dennis Nilsson. Guess what? We've got the person who wrote the foreword. I don't like saying that. I don't know how to say it. It's like foreword, foreword,
1: which is Mark <laughs> so sure Pettigrew from Plymouth, though. Foreword, foreword. Oh forward. my God!
0: There's a whole other story to connect to that, but I won't go into it. You're lucky. Um, and yeah, it's written by the forewords are written by Mark Pettigrew. It's confusing. Can Dennis Nilsson's friend is Dr. Mark Austin.
1: Doctor Mark Pettigrew to you, by the way.
0: Yes, criminologist, like really amazing criminologist. I'm not just saying this because he's coming to join us. I actually like stalked him because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, because he Well, that's good. Yeah. He's going to be so. If he's listening to this, he's so, going to be so pleased about his forthcoming appearance knowing that.
0: <laughs> well, I said he was really good. <laughs> oh, we all know about the high pitched voice, don't we? We all know what that means.
1: <laughs> do we
0: apparently when you're lying your voice like lifts up a few octaves and i've told you you always like this story you forget it so i can tell it to you again Go on, that then. my sister made a apple pie it was something like an apple pie or a turnover or something And she came in and me and my other sister were, like stuffing our faces and she was like who likes it what do you think and i went it's really After I'd just been saying how your voice lifts up when you lie. And then we laugh for about half an hour. So it always reminds me of, it's really nice, apple pie.
1: Good story, probably had to be there.
0: (laughs) You laughed about it before, hateful man. It is
1: funny, it is funny, it is funny.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read this anyway. (laughs) Dr Mark Pettigrew is really great and he's coming to join us on the podcast. As is Priscilla, Queen of the court art
1: picture. Oh, Priscilla, the lovely, lovely Priscilla, yeah, my old pal. I mean, she's she's just fantastic, she's hilarious, she's I mean, she's a great artist, obviously, and there's an awful lot of um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff about those court artists and how they do their work and everything. So I'm really looking forward to having her on. And she has actually had a book out w- already with um, some of her best, her, some of Priscilla's greatest hits in, some of her best sort of courtroom images of cases like um, uh, Ian Huntley, the Soham killer, Levi Belfield too, all the all the big ones. Oh, I can um, actually
0: see his face that she's drawn in my mind's mm. eye
1: yeah there you go you see so she's really really good so we're gonna have her on and we're going to talk a bit about um courtroom artistry and a few other things and i know you said um, that she
0: likes whiskey but did you ask her about puddings
1: i haven't asked her about puddings yet but we can ask her on the day um, she'd she... like to
0: be priscilla queen of the dessert <laughs> oh,
1: God, i'm fixated right on this <laughs> sorry <laughs> it was just a massive clung as that one landed <laughs> You're just
0: jealous you didn't think of it.
1: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> That's a really awful seven year old retort, isn't it? <laughs> and what else? Oh we've got Can you hear me, Major Tom? Oh
1: god, Captain Tom you mean. <laughs> yeah, I I put something on Ooh. Twitter and a load of people responded to it later on.
0: <laughs> I promoted him from the great big Zimmer frame in the sky. <laughs>
1: I thought he got promoted, because he was Captain Tom, then he got knighted, so he's Sir, no, he's Captain Sir Tom. But I also thought that at some point, they'd made him a, I don't know, a colonel or something. Really? Uh, no, I, I must. I must be. It's wrong about so
0: that. shit how that kind of thing happens because you can be really stupid and ineffectual and then do something that Queen likes, and then all of a sudden you get made a patron of a university or a doctor or something for doing nothing.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not entirely sure he did nothing. He did walk around his garden. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Well, not. I'm not just. A, I'm going to get some hate mail, on time. <laughs> the
1: thing is, at the end of the day, hang on. He didn't just walk. His, he did just walk around his garden but it was the fact that a 100 year old well at the time I think he was 99 a 99 year old man was walking around his garden and somehow it just caught the zeitgeist of the nation and he raised what 33 million quid so that's, that he also a managed he
0: also managed to hobble to the airport
1: <laughs> to get on his plane to Barbados
0: <laughs> probably a private jet paid for by some oil baron
1: you do understand that we are really horrible people don't you
0: Oh well, that's why we started this podcast. That's See true, if actually, anyone yeah. out there appreciated it and joined in. <laughs> Some people actually
1: <laughs> do. That's, just a, that's the crazy thing about it. It's anyway.
0: the it's the podcast equivalent to the dark web.
1: Let's get on. Let's get on. I want okay, to- are we going to talk about? I want to talk about this. The story that you wish you were at the center of.
0: <laughs> I wish I starred <laughs> in this one. <laughs>
1: Okay, so here we go. (laughs) When, when this, okay, so this has only recently been come to air, but it happened a while ago. When twenty-year-old Colleen Stan. Accepted a ride off a happy young couple with a baby. She had no idea of the unimaginable horror that lay ahead. She was age 20, and this was in in 1977. So it's a fair time ago. She was hitchhiking, and this couple put to a friend's birthday party. A couple pulled over. This happened in the United States, by the way. And she jumped in. And unbeknown to her, the husband of this couple, Cameron Hook, was on the prowl for a slave to imprison, rape and torture. And it was Colleen's lucky day. Can
0: I say the next Mm. bit, that she had spotted a strange box on the seat next to her with a hole in one side, and would later learn that it was a head box. It had been chillingly designed specially by lumber mill worker Hooker, and lined with soundproofing to keep her quiet, after he pulled into a dirt track and bound and gagged her before locking her head inside.
1: Hang on. So when we say head box, I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, so, so it's, a, it's a box they put on her head. It's got a single hole in it and it's called the head box. I mean, That's is this right. It's this like sort of like a, the, 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 I don't know, the, the hat wear equivalent of a glory hole or something. Oh my God.
0: It's a It's like the doom hole, isn't it?
1: Is it? Is that what it is? I don't know. But
0: can you not see it in the picture? Scroll down.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, no, that goes through her neck. It's like... Uh, so her neck goes in that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, she's like sort of... Oh, I get
1: it. Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: She's like, oh, yeah, excellent. Well, I'll send you one for your birthday in August. <laughs> <I guess.
1: laughs> yeah, did we mention that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get your own jingle for that one. It's August. It's August.
1: I've now seen the head box. Oh, so the head box. It, it let me, ex- let me explain head, neck this. upwards. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: And it's also... Like a proper thick Proper thicky box I was going to yeah. say It's really thick though isn't it I You like know about he... ply, have ply have don't say,
1: you? Yeah but it's it's not the greatest piece of woodwork I mean the fact that he's had to gaffer tape it together Isn't exactly brilliant anyway, well, she's, be not with... be,
0: she's not going to be looking At his uh, workmanship
1: Is she from the he... inside of there Well if you're going to be enslaved by someone I think you become quite discerning about their craftsmanship
0: Not if you're on the inside You can't even see it
1: uh, fair point. Um,
0: also, he'd she, just he just beat her if she criticised him.
1: Uh, yeah. He'd have been, shut up or I'll put you back in the head box. OK, I'll shut up. He'd have been better off um, putting her in Frank Sidebottom's head, the papier-mâché head.
0: Oh, that's what it reminds me of. I think there's also a cartoon character which has a big square head as well. Is sponge,
1: it's uh, SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: They weren't actually trying to do anything mean at all. They just wanted to dress her up as SpongeBob. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> 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 oh, Spongebob Square Head. Then the next bit is is like this unfortunate body and apparently they didn't feed her either, just like lying all kind of pathetic in this thing, this wooden coffin box that they used to slide underneath their water bed. Okay. 23 hours a day it says the mirror tells me not not she, my mirror on the wall
1: and she was let out only to be raped tortured beaten electrocuted or stretched on a rack
0: sounds actually like oh, marginally so- better than my job <laughs>
1: <Good boy. laughs> so she, she i mean she, he he must have had some reasonable craftsmanship to be able to build a rack that worked
0: well who knows if it worked
1: Unless he just sort of wrapped graphite tapes around her wrists and just sort of tied one end to sort of like something solid and then just pulled the other end.
0: Or he bought one on Amazon. What,
1: in 1977? (laughs) He was Amazon's first customer.
0: But listen to this bit. This is really weird. He brainwashed her into believing he worked for an organisation called The Company, which would kill both Colleen and her family if she escaped. It was only when she agreed to sign a slave contract, like the one you tried to make me sign, Ben. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) I saw straight through you.
1: No, hang on. It wasn't me. It was the new editor of BBC Radio Leicester. I tried to make you sign that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I said, yes, I will. Minimum wage, you say. (laughs) Um, After three years, hooker which is the guy's name, bizarrely took Colleen to see her parents. But by then, she was so scared of the company that she passed her captor off as her doting boyfriend. Doesn't it get Curiouser?
1: It does get curious. Curiouser.
0: Um, his control began to unravel. Up until then, it was watertight. Um, when he <laughs> made Colleen his second wife, and his furious other wife, Janice, told her that the company wasn't real. My God, it's like Santa, isn't it?
1: mm I mean, this is the problem. With you. These, um, these sort of sex slavers, their big problem is always when they try to sort of marry the, the slave and it all goes wrong because the first slave doesn't get very happy about it.
0: Do you want to tip from the top? Never marry your slave.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's i would never, never marry two, never have two wives. I mean, that was a big problem. I mean, unless he's a Mormon, he might be a Mormon. That's like
0: stereo. Like fires. <laughs> that's like stereo earache.
1: Yeah, staring Well, not, not not when you've got two head boxes.
0: That's what you need the head box for. Your two wives.
1: We you turned a it around head box with two neck holes in it. You just put them next to each other, sharing the same head box. No, they I, naturally...
0: I meant. he stuffed his head in the head box to stop hearing he
1: them. His, he put his own head in the head box to get some a merciful release. <laughs>
0: God, we've offended everyone. We've we've offended the victims. We've offended all the victim promoter people who like to have a go at us. And we've offended (laughs) women as a gender. Brilliant. Well done.
1: But uh, but wait, there's more.
0: (laughs) More offence. More offence later on.
1: So Janice, who is the sort of the jealous first wife, eventually set Colleen free, dropped her off at a bus station, and then fled with her children. But Colleen did not go to the police, but she maintained contact with Hooker, who she says she hoped would reform. But then Janice dobbed him in three months later and was granted immunity in return for her testimony. Now, Hooker was jailed for 104 years. Not 103, not 105. No, 105, that'd be too much. 103, that'd be way too lenient. It had to be 104. But he could be due for parole as early as 2021. uh uh-uh, that's now due to COVID-19.
0: <gasps> He's coming out. Right, quick, get on the phone. Where is so he?
1: So Colleen, who's now 62, has struggled to move on and has suffered a series of failed marriages. Why is
0: it's that insane. funny?
1: just wait a minute she says she went on to get an accountancy degree and refuses to allow herself to be defined by her ordeal your life is just in limbo when you're in captivity she says once you get that freedom back and you have that choice again it's like the gates open and you run for it i have to accept the fact that it happened because it did i don't let it affect my life now because to me it's over but hang on We've li- we- they've literally just written a two lines above that she struggled to move on yeah. and suffered a series of failed marriages. Yeah, sort so, it out, so Daily what, Mirror. What gives, is my question. What gives?
0: Well, that's a very theatrical expression there.
1: I know, I like um, that one, I was quite happy with it.
0: Where is this, by the way?
1: Uh, it's, it's in Oregon. Oregon,
0: um, and then he drove to his home in Red Bluff, California. California. Doesn't that sound like um, a wine,
1: he, uh, Ernst so, and so,
0: Julio Gallo,
1: uh, Red Bluff. From, from, the cellars, from the cellars of early, Ernest and Julia Borgnine.
0: I said Ernst. Ernst
1: Ernest and Julia Gallo. Um, he took her to the home in Red Bluff where he suspended her from the rafters of the basement with chains before sexually assaulting her and then having sex with Janet underneath her in celebration. That's, 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 that's quite a party. sexy
0: celebration. It's quite arty, did you say?
1: I said, no, I said, it's quite the party. Oh,
0: an arty party.
1: <laughs> it really is, in the basement. Basement party, hey.
0: <laughs> well, brilliant. Well done, everyone.
1: <laughs> well done, everyone.
0: <laughs> you just made it sound like a great party.
1: <laughs> I was being sarcastic.
0: Okay, I just joined in. I
1: know it sounds like a great party to you. You'd love that.
0: Mm, what, being suspended from the rafters while someone had sex underneath me? I'd be like, what? can I join in?
1: I can know, I have I a go? Be... No, but I think you'll be dreaming about the headbox. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I wish I wish I had that when I have a headache? It'd be quite nice it's... to put your head in the headbox when you have a headache.
1: It's funny because it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Yeah, no. you are going to have a nightmare tonight about being stuck in the headbox, and I am going to make a little <sighs> hole in it and pour water in. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be both waterboard and headbox. Your you worst
1: nightmares. I don't think I hardly ever have nightmares. I used to have quite nice dreams.
0: I had two bad dreams last night.
1: Oh dear! What did you? Oh no! There is nothing more boring than other people's dreams. I right? know okay, you I'm love
0: it. Oh, but what? wait till I tell you.
1: I'll oh, go
0: on there. No, 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 I can't no, actually. No, it's all right.
1: I've because
0: it, it involves, voice. it involves like, oh, death and things. Okay. Um, it doesn't involve fun things like head boxes.
1: Oh, that's no good then, is
0: it? Okay, what else have we got then?
1: Um, well, are we going to talk about um, Dennis Nielsen's new autobiography?
0: Well, there. what's there to say? Do you think another one is needed?
1: OK, so the issue here is not so much whether there's another book needed about Dennis Nielsen, because let's face it, there is a massive, massive amount of interest uh, in serial killers, in, well, in, in true crime in general, but particularly in serial killers. And there's no shortage of TV documentaries about them. There's no shortage of magazines. There's no shortage of. So the idea there's no shortage of shitty podcasts come to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but me. the point about the point about this is that this is not just a biography that's been written by people about him this is so let me set the scene here when he was in jail seven years after his conviction in 1983 and after he had been jailed for life he began to write himself his own story and over a period of 18 years he typed more than 6,000 pages of introspection reflection comment and explanation now these writings were um later given to his closest and his closest friend has now given permission for these writings to be published. Um, It's called The History of the Drowning Boy. And I suppose on one side you say, well, look, if you want to understand what is inside the mind of a serial killer, if you want to understand the motives, if maybe you can learn from it, then surely this is the best way to learn from it, to understand. Others might say that, you know, this is somebody who murdered 12 men who was jailed for life for it, and this is going to be a story that's entirely written in his from his perspective. It's his, um, you know, it's his ideas, it's his words. There's, there, there may be no balance in there. There'll be no kind of um, suggestion of like hearing uh, the other side of the story. It's just going to be his account. And this is this is what's interesting. So anyway, the, the forward for this book has been written by the criminologist Dr. Mark Pettigrew, who we mentioned earlier, and I think that it'll be really interesting to see what his take is on this, because he obviously has thought long and hard about it. It's clearly has agreed to write forward to this book. Um, he feels that it clearly does have merit and does bring something new to the whole, um, I don't know, mythos surrounding Dennis Nielsen. So I think that's why it's gonna be really interesting to talk to him and put that point to him because I've, I've got very mixed feelings in one, in one way. Yes. Like all of us, I'm fascinated by it, but on the other hand, I do feel there is an issue of taste around an unexpurgated um, sort of account written by the by the killer themselves, without any kind of balance, any kind of um, breaks put on it, any kind of check in there at all.
0: You didn't let me start. That's going start to be my sub podcast.
1: Your subo podcast. My go subo on.
0: podo. You can't believe it, you used to be a news correspondent. You can't rattle on for ages about something that you professed to just saying you wanted to skim the topic. <laughs> and, and I will therefore unfold the next statement. <laughs> Mark My phone had... just fell out. Oh, and the phone just fell out. Consummate Professionals, us. (laughs) Dr Mark Pettigrew writes, As the reader will learn from these memoirs, a confluence of factors met to form Dennis Nilsson, the social and legal disapproval of his homosexuality during his early life, the long shadow cast by his grandfather and the sexual abuse he reports to have suffered as a child... The strained relationship he had with his mother, social isolation and lack of supportive and long-lasting relationships, alcohol abuse, they all played their part. So wow. we'll talk to him in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really interesting.
0: How excited? We, ha- we haven't had a
1: guest on for a while, have we? Sorry, I just knocked
0: something over. Hey, We haven't had a guest? No, we haven't, because I haven't yeah. done it, because I've got this blooming hard work to do instead. Oh, poor mix. No, I like hard work. I just don't like this hard work.
1: You like hardly working.
0: <laughs> Wee-hee. Boom boom. All right. Let's uh talk about our interactions. First of all, a massive congratulations to Glamorous News Lady. We can out you now.
1: <laughs> we can out her. Are you sure we can? Have you have you actually Oh,
0: maybe we'll leave her? it a bit longer then.
1: I think you want to just double check with her that it's okay for her to be outed just here's a clue
0: here's a clue she's left the BBC
1: with such indecent haste
0: (laughs) I love a bit of indecent haste that never happens to me in my naughty 40s oh I know right well yes hello and uh, thank you for your dildo maybe I shouldn't out you yet
1: well don't in her with that (laughs)
0: <laughs> very good I set that up Don't so what would you go Ba-poosh. now what's the noise <laughs> ah, I knew you'd have that noise and oh yeah what was that that dildo was a yeah. litter picking dildo the it one that I literally. sent you it was from Twitter it was a Twitter litter dildo <laughs> picker <laughs> I, I just made that up I'm actually quite proud of it he looks very pleased with himself it's a massive dildo he looks like quite a tall man
1: I don't think there's any correlation between the size of the man and the size of the dildo he's holding. I don't know necessarily.
0: <laughs>
1: the bigger the man, the bigger the dildo.
0: Well, it should be like that.
1: Do you know what they say with, about men with big dildos?
0: Bildo-wildos.
1: <laughs> what they say about men with big shoes. They hold up big dildos. No, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, right, more interactions. Mm. We have... Oh, David from Carmarthenshire. Okay, I'm on it now. We're going to get some Welsh jingles, but we want you to do them. Okay, so this on it has been like car bonnet. This has been rumbling on on Twitter, and there was some more stuff for you to say, Ben. But I said that you probably couldn't manage all of that.
1: <laughs> no, I can't.
0: Going from a big dildo to a massive mouthful.
1: <laughs> What's a massive mouthful?
0: All the oh, Welsh words.
1: Oh, I can't say that. Oh, no. He
0: said you did well, he... quite well before.
1: He did, actually. He's very kind. I think I think what we need to do is get somebody um, Welsh to say it. So he did suggest we contact our old chums at BBC Wales, but <laughs> I think they're probably us to fuck off. <laughs>
0: yeah, we don't want to be associated with your filth. Yeah,
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: But in YDLMF podcast, Welsh lesson one, we've got NHW, which apparently you got wrong, Ben, <laughs> It's pronounced Nuhu.
1: Nuhu. thought That was what I said, wasn't it? Well,
0: Dave said he I got said it now. wrong.
1: He's, well, he would be right. He would know.
0: Oh yeah, he <laughs> probably would be. In in his bin update, he said that they don't. They've only got black bags in Carmarthenshire.
1: Black bag, the faithful border bin liner.
0: You've got three wheelie bins, and he's got I one got bin liner like the 1970s.
1: That's a bit tough. Life's 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 tough in sure, obviously. You well, know. it's not I mean, very.
0: Oh, hang on. There's a blue bag for rec. Oh, here we go. Blue yeah. bag for recycling. Brown food caddy for food waste. Oh, they're better hang than on. us.
1: Hang on. Did you did you say a food caddy? That sounds Brown a food caddy. Food caddy, that sounds... Would you like crazy. a
0: daddy, oh, daddy, like caddy. <laughs> daddy caddy?
1: I'd be very really glad if I had a daddy caddy.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think you'd be very baddy at it.
1: I knew you were racking your brains for <gasps> one, you? I could just, I could just hear the wheels How turn. saddy.
0: <laughs> Wales, apparently, according to at Glendor, is his Twitter handle, is a world recyc- leader in recycling rates.
1: Oh. There you
0: go. Fair. You heard it here first.
1: Well, that's me told.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, and Ian says that I'll do anything for strawberry and lime cider. He's absolutely right, and I'm drinking one now, but it's an inferior brand to Lidl. Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, what are you dear, drinking, dear, Ben?
1: Dear. I've got a nice glass of red wine, a Primitivo, as it happens, that I got <laughs> <laughs> reduced with th- through um, <laughs> presentation of my club card.
0: Is that what Italian cavemen drink?
1: Primitivo, certo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a primitivo.
0: That's you. <laughs> I'm and a bit oh, primitivo. I think you are know, right. a bit primitivo, but you're, yeah, adva- you're right. advancedito in other ways.
1: <laughs> advancedito in your
0: primitivo. years. <laughs> uh, right. I think that's another podcast for a week. Yeah. Have we forgotten anything?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. You or do, did you
0: forget don't you remember he used to sign off oh, with hang a on. warm fuck well, off at the end of we the can podcast. talk we can talk
1: about it next time but I was gonna I was going to just drop in how a tweet of mine about made colonel Tom, no captain Sir oh. Tom got quite a lot of traction but I won't bother oh <laughs>
0: no oh yeah no one well gives we a shit. we talked about we talked about him a bit but what did we mainly want it. we mainly wanted to say we're not buttered on the same side as everyone else's bread I think.
1: No, we're not butting. Because we're same curmudgeons. Yeah, exactly.
0: And <laughs> anyway. you just wanted the clap all for yourself. But I think you had the clap, <laughs> didn't you, Ben?
1: I did not, cla- <laughs> not <had the> clap. Not clap. <laughs> I mean, I certainly didn't clap on the other night when they were clapping for Sir Tom or for Boris Johnson. I mean, Boris, I mean, I'm sorry, just very quickly diverging. What what an utterly, utterly shameless piece of sort of like politicking to see, you know, poor old Captain Sir Tom's died. And, you know, I guess his family is when we left in peace. And Boris Johnson just saying, "Oh, oh, let's have a clap for Captain Sir Tom. Well, I certainly didn't clap. I was too busy scratching my own balls. But goodness me.
0: Mm, you're quite busy doing that most of the time, aren't you? I know.
1: It, well, you know it's, it's a big job. I've got balls of steel. But
0: we'd like to know. You know when they do those Twitter polls? My Twitter poll is, <laughs> should we... Oh, no, I've missed the bus. You got in there first, didn't you?
1: No, you can You, can, you can try and jump on the bus.
0: I you want fall... to know, because I think people are genuinely divided down the middle about Major Tom.
1: Uh, I think you might fall flat on your face, but you are very well to try and jump on the bus.
0: I know, I know. But I did kind of think... He shouldn't have gone to Barbados because I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm just jealous. Uh, But did that not contribute to a 99 year old's death?
1: No, well, supposedly he got back and he was fine. He picked up COVID after he'd got back.
0: Are there all these pictures of him in a jacuzzi with loads of bikini clad (laughs) ladies around him?
1: (laughs) Glad to see Captain Sir Tom can still hack it.
0: Like a rap video.
1: What with with with, with, with,
0: with
1: it a big, did he did they get him a big gold signet ring or something?
0: <laughs> Just living it up with the pictures. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder that was a bit taxing on the old system. <laughs> um, so I think I've made my stance quite clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i expect they gave one of those sort of like gucci sort of floral dressing gowns made of silk and, and, and a pair of sort of like gucci slip-on sliders
0: <laughs> you'd love them you'd go oh they're really awful and then slide straight in <laughs> sliders run in the family don't they burn
1: my, my daughter likes to wear <laughs> likes to wear socks with sliders, which is why she's become christened Socrates.
0: <laughs> is she I'm still sorry. wearing them?
1: The context of that, is she's also doing a philosophy degree, so <laughs> she's so-
0: is she still wearing her sliders?
1: Well, I I have well, she's been back at university, so I haven't seen her.
0: Oh, but, we but, need to tweet I, a photo of that.
1: I, I okay, I have actually got a photo of my phone, so I will I will send it to you to you for you to tweet because you're the best tweeter in town.
0: <laughs> By the way, uh, yeah, podcast I... radio are people that we have to thank because they're always lovely to us and they put us in their pod twenty. Do you remember?
1: We never knew was... what we got top of the pods. <laughs> Oh, hang on, I thought we were in the top 10 and we're now only in the top 20.
0: Oh, I can't remember. We never found out when where we got to, did we? But they've got really good people who I'm not going to tell you about because they're rivals, but they've got really great people and they're always really supportive, so listen to podcast yeah, right. radio so after you on, finish finished so, listening to us.
1: So these rivals who are really supportive you're not going to mention? You are a bitch. <laughs>
0: I'll cut that out. <laughs> And also um, Fat Drunk and Stupid, who we did the podcast special with, yes. he's always really supportive. And I am looking forward to him really I think he's an amazing podcaster and because you hate me bigging anyone else up except. No, you. I don't
1: mind it at all. You can big anybody you like up.
0: Mm, but I suggest Ben that you start to listen to our podcast before you listen to anyone else's so you're not allowed to listen to that but um, yeah he's been on a hiatus at the moment but he's very supportive online but do have a listen to his podcast because uh, he's a former veteran and police officer which is quite an interesting combination so maybe we'll get him to talk to us in that capacity do you remember him <laughs> from the pod clash special I do yeah yeah of course I do yeah. but he's
1: been on a, a hiatus because <laughs> not- that, that, he's got a hernia
0: <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, That's making oh, me twinge. Oh, oh my. <laughs> what's for dinner? For me, pizza. Okay. Always. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to be for dinner because there was a bit of a deliberation between pizza and fish and chips.
1: No wonder you want to get off and finish this podcast. You can't wait for your dinner. I can. I know, we've been voice. talking for
0: bleeding ages. But okay, everyone, oh, guests, bye bye. guests coming up. Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla Queen of the Dessert, in. court artist and... Dennis Nilsson, forward uh Dr. Mark Pettigrew coming up. Excellent. See bye you bye next everybody. Tuesday.
1: Bye. <laughs> 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 bye. Bye.